Hi, welcome to the Layman's Journey. Today we'll be taking a look at the 17th Sunday in Ordinary Time. I am your co-host Raphael and joined by me is James. James here. And like always, James will start us off with the antiphon. God is in his holy place. God who unites those who dwell in his house. He himself gives might and strength to his people. I really like this antiphon. Uh, it just kind of reminded me how if we're dwelling in his house, in our mindset, we will be united. Um, and he'll give strength to us. And it just was that reminder of keeping your focus on God's house to me. Yeah, that sounds good. What did you think at the first reading? Um, I think... I don't know. I, I really liked it. Just, I think it, it's nice to see someone who's in like a position of power be so humble, like before God, you know? I, I think it's really easy for people who are kings to just assume that all that power is like theirs and then there's like nothing else that's, it's, it's giving, it to, giving it to them. And I think, right. it's, I think it's really nice to see here that, you know, Solomon is really humble in the face of the Lord. Right. And also, um, so giving to his people. A lot of times people in power are thinking, how do I maintain my power? How do I get more power? Mm. And when given anything he wanted, what Solomon asked for was the ability to lead his people better. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought that was really selfless uh, and a really good example. Just because it, you know, it is such a thing like if you could have anything in the world that you want and this guy asks for something so selfless as i want to be better at leading my people um i thought that was very cool mm -hmm. and i think when you think about that like, that's the kind of person that you want to be in charge of you right like if, right. if you wanted a leader it's someone that is improving themselves not for themselves but for you for the greater good of the whole right right yeah. And uh yeah, I was pretty jealous the last the end of this where God <laughs> tells him, I give you a heart so wise and understanding that there has never been anyone like you up to now, and after you there will never there will come no one to equal you. It's like, well, there goes my dreams of being the best. <laughs> <laughs> you can always shoot for number two, numeral yeah. best. Yeah. <laughs> but also it made me want to meet Solomon, you know, be able to talk to somebody that mm. has been not only wise in his own right, but has been gifted wisdom on top of that by God. Uh, it just, that seems obviously he'd have some good things to say. <laughs> I, I think kind of like what you were saying, going back to the beginning, though, about um, asking for the, to care about his people, I think it's like the line, oh Lord my God, you have made me your servant. And uh, he, I think, like the fact that he views himself as a servant while he's a king, like I think, kind of acts as like a, a lesson for us in the sense that when we're giving positions of power by God, it's not for our greater glory; it's for us to act as a servant to God and people, right? And right. I think, and I think that, that that's kind of lost a lot when people are pursuing these positions of power is that they want to, like you said, maintain it and grow it. But the, the point of these positions is to care for those underneath you, right? Like, because that power comes with responsibility. It's not a gift for you to do whatever you want. It's a 
gift for you to help those in need or below you. Right, right. And that's an example also that obviously Jesus personifies as a servant. Um, but it goes back to that we're called to be a light to the nations, right? Mm-hmm. And the more power we have, the bigger of a light we can be. And if we're always thinking in that regard, like however many people look to me as a role model, I am trying to lead them closer to God, then that would be the correct mindset. I mean, that's the mindset you want in somebody that's going to be your leader, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, not everybody is as smart as everybody else. And if there's a guy that's really smart and he has the ability to lead, he should be leading people towards God because he has the know-how to do it, right? This wisdom mm-hmm. that Solomon has that surpasses all other humans. He has this wisdom and this justice to lead people well. And, to, and if he took that gift and directed it to lead them away from God, then that would be horrible, right? <laughs> like, yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Right? So it's that, it's that focus of the people that have that leadership responsibility and power to have the focus on God um, is just incredible. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, like, focusing their services to God and then also being selfless enough, like you were saying, to care for their people like because i think at no point in this reading at least that i can see the solomon like praise himself highly of himself like the whole time he thinks of himself as a servant and then his gift like you said is for his people and it's not for himself that he wants this wisdom it's for his people that he wants this wisdom right right and i think in today's world we have um one thing i saw over the last couple weeks that I saw this kind of in the real world was um, in Poland, they just had their election and the new president who won very narrowly, the first thing he did was he visits a Marian shine and gives a prayer of Thanksgiving. Like that's what I wish we'd have from all of our leaders. But, you know, he entrusted Poland to our lady. Mm hmm after winning a narrow election. And it's like, can you imagine if we had a president like that in this country? That would be amazing, right? <laughs> like, it yeah, makes no. me want to go live in Poland. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, I think it's a little tiresome to see so many leaders or political leaders say that they're Christian and then not act like it. And it's, it's like, I, I think we've had this conversation before in a prior podcast, right? It's like, if you're going to be in a position of leadership, you should be genuine about your faith, right? You shouldn't be right. using it to further your own goals. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, it was just such a breath of fresh air to see that in the news about Poland. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking about it, and it's like, this is amazing, and it makes me happy. But, you know, it's, it's at a level kind of sad that this is so exceptional. Mm-hmm. Like, this should be every leader, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, and how amazing would that be? And I think it's it's also like a, a reflection of how genuine they were about their f- faith, right? Like he visited, or sorry, I don't know their gender, but they visited a shrine. Um, whereas you know other politicians might make a speech thanking God for one line, and then you know that's it. But right. they went out of their way. And I yeah. think that shows it, it's not even just visiting the shrine, but said a prayer entrusting Poland to Our Lady, which is like 
it's that making yourself a servant, right? He's not taking command of Poland for himself for the power it gives to him. He's saying, I'm entrusting the safety of Poland to you. Mm. You know? And that just seemed really cool. Very, very neat to mm-hmm. me. Seems like he's really intentful about that. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I, don't know, I think like after talking to you about this, like the first reading is just like, if we have any, it, it doesn't matter how much power, how little power you have, you have a responsibility to be caring for your people and then helping them find God. And I think that's, that's reassuring, it, you know, if we can find leaders like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's a good takeaway. I also really like the psalm, if you're ready to move on. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Um, I think it went back to a topic we've talked about many times, but Lord, I love your commands. It's that idea that the Ten Commandments that God gave us are for our own good Mm. and for our own happiness and not to restrict us. And it's just this mindset of loving God's commands that... You know, sometimes it's, to me, very difficult to follow God's laws. Like, obviously, for everybody, everybody sins. Um, mm-hmm. But just that reminder that we have to have that mindset of thinking about it as, I I love these commands. Like, these following these commands brings me joy. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's I think... Kind of, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, it's kind of just to me. It, it kind of reminded me um, how I enjoy my work, mm-hmm. and I kind of have been kind of putting these together, kind of in the same context of, you know, if you enjoy your work, it's really easy to work really hard and work long hours because you enjoy what you're doing, mm-hmm. and being able to have that mindset of loving God's commands lets you follow them with ease, mm-hmm. right? And it's the same kind of mental shift. If you start liking what you're doing, it's going to be easier to do. And I think what you're talking about is like pointing it out to me. It's like, you know how a lot of us like would like God to part the skies and talk to us directly. I think it's really, maybe for me at least, it's easy for me to forget that the commandments are direct commands from God. And like this is like he has spoken to us, and I think that like I think we talked about this before too is like the history of the church and all the text that we have is like this guide to living right that we have for us, and like kind of you saying if we recognize that and then we remember that, then what we have is is this beautiful guide to life that takes a burden off of us, mhm, yeah, yeah, it's like um. You sit there praying for God to give you guidance for hours and hours and days and weeks and months and years, and the whole time it's sitting right in front of your face. Like, he's given us guidance. (laughs) We just have to follow it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, it can be kind of silly. Yeah. I, I also think it's like, God knows us so well that he speaks to us in ways that are the most beneficial for us, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that 
the saints that we hear about when they hear God talking to them, you don't, the stories of their lives, you don't see them hesitating. Or if they do hesitate, it, like God keeps talking to them and then to the point where they do these amazing and wonderful things, right? And I think that is a rare quality. And I think if I were spoken to directly, I'd have a hard time kind of giving up my life and following his commands. And kind of like the um, one, I forgot which reading it was, but there was uh, uh, the person who God asked him to give up everything and he hesitated. And I think like that's kind of like the same thing that happens to all of us, right? If he were to talk to us, would we hesitate? Right. Right. If you see the motivation, the pathway to do something crazy, and God is opening that door for you, often, I think almost every time, it's not something that's in your comfort zone. And it's not something that's going to be perceived as cool or normal by the society you live in. Um, Like I've been going back to the example of Noah a lot recently. Um, where, you know, God asked him to build a boat in the middle of a desert. (laughs) It's like, if you're in that situation, in that society, are you going to build a boat? You got to have a lot of faith to build a boat because, like, that's a huge time and money investment, right? He built a really big boat. (laughs) I know, for sure. Took a long time to build, all with hand tools, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, It's a huge investment. And it's that kind of commitment that is so powerful. You know, when somebody receives that kind of a directive and follows through, mm-hmm. that it's, I mean, that's just amazing. And I think a lot of times, um, you know, people will be in the mindset of wanting to receive a direct message like that. And mm-hmm. I have felt this way often, right? It seems like, oh, well, that'll make life easy, right? I could just follow the directions and do the thing um but i think what more often is the case is god doesn't ask you to do something you aren't ready to do um and if you don't ready yourself you aren't gonna recognize that directive when it comes Mm -hmm. um so it's a matter of i think patience and um, faith that God will make known to you what you need to do, uh, even if it's not in this form of a directive, where you, in the time that you're waiting and thinking, okay, I don't know what God wants me to do, you prepare yourself every way you know how to be ready for that directive, ready for it when it comes. Um, Because, I mean, how tragic would it be to receive some kind of directive on what you should do with your life and miss it because you weren't ready to hear it. I think like I think that like that's a that's a fear of of when you think about it, right? Is like you receive a directive and then you you just like in that moment lack the courage to chase it. Okay. I think and I think w- like through our conversation, it remind. I think it just kind of reminds us, reminds me, and I guess reminds all of us is that God is gentle, loving, and kind. Right? He right. moves in smaller ways to ready us, kind of like you said, so that when He does give us directives or directions, we're ready to take those steps. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I, and I, oh. I just think it's, you know, it's all, it's, it all comes down to just having faith in his plan for you mm-hmm. and having the patience to have the faith in his plan for you. Because <laughs> uh, his plan doesn't involve everything happening exactly when you want it to happen. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily come when you think you're ready either. Right. Yeah. And I guess... Yeah, and I... Go ahead. Uh, I was just thinking, that to me, it seems like that's, like that's the beautiful, one of the beautiful aspects of our faith, right? Is that you live your life to the best of your ability, you know, and keeping your heart open to God's commands and his directives. And then, you know, and then I think, like, like we, we've talked about this before, is if you live your life intentfully, you don't have to be actively aware that you're doing it. But as long as you're trying, to, you're being intentful about how you live your life, I think you'll be taking correct steps towards that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching a, a speaker earlier today uh, talking about living not to chase your dreams and to pursue wealth and notoriety but living in the moment and being excited in the now and i thought that spoke a world because if we're constantly thinking about you know what we're going to do in the future then we're never going to be thinking about right now and to take what he was saying one step further i think it's critical that we're think we're always thinking what does god want us to be doing right now you know, it's easy to get distracted by the future. Well, what does God have in store for me in the future? But that doesn't matter. Mm. What we should focus on is what should I be doing for God right now in this moment? And if that is our focus, in the future, we're going to achieve all of the things that God wants us to achieve. <laughs> you know, like it, it just, it, to me, it makes it simpler, right? It's, I don't need to know what I need to do in the future because right now is all I need to worry about. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing God's will for me right now, I'll be doing his will for me in the future so long as I stay on that track, right? But that puts me on the right track and I don't have to worry about going down the wrong track if that's what I'm focused on. Mm-hmm. And I think with that mindset is like, I, I think, I don't know if we, we've talked about this before on our podcast or maybe it's just one of our side conversations, right? It's like this idea of, you know, when you know what you need to do at a certain point, you can, you can plot out your energy for it, right? You can like give 100% and then when you get to, towards the end of that task, you, um, you can finish it, finish strong. But I think if we spend too much time, kind of like you said, like trying to figure out what we need to do in the future, where we're... we're we're holding back some of that energy, right? And I think right. that prevents us from fully committing to what we're supposed to be doing now because we're worried about what we're supposed to be doing later. And I, I like what you're saying about how like, if we accomplish what we do now well, then we'll get to where we need to go in the future. And I think that that's a, like a wonderful way of looking at it, right? Because right. you, you give 100% now and then that builds the foundations for an easier perhaps 100% later. Right, definitely. And also, it like we were talking about when you get that surprise thing you have to do that's not in your plan for the day mm-hmm. how annoying that can be for both of us um if you're always thinking about what does god need me to do right now 
then there's no reason to be annoyed by that. Because if something surprising comes up that's like, oh, you need to do this, then that's easy. That's God saying you got to go do that. Mm-hmm. You know what you need to do. You know that you should take that as a blessing. Like I don't have to sort it out myself now. I just have <laughs> to commit myself to this because I know this is what I need to be doing. Mm. And I think that that, that kind of mindset um, sh- mindset shift is what is like is will be most beneficial, right? Because like mm-hmm. you're not worrying about the future. You're not holding back energy. You're just giving your all to everything that you need to do. And I think. Right that that will improve the quality of what you're doing and make things easier for yourself. Definitely. Definitely. Um, is there anything else about the psalm you want to say, or would you like to move on to the second reading? I think we could move on. All right. Do you have any ideas? I think it ties in very well with what we're talking about. Um, it's Paul talking about um, God foreknowing what his plan for all of us is and um it just reminded me it kind of was humbling in that it reminded me that god's plan is way bigger than anything i could imagine (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i'll have the tools i need to accomplish what he has in store for me um because if i wasn't capable he wouldn't have it in store for me and that was Mm -hmm. encouraging um I also like the line, for those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, so that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. That was really cool to me because it's saying we're brothers and sisters of Christ. Mm Mm-hmm. He is the firstborn among us as as human, because um, he is fully human as well as fully God, and that was just incredibly empowering to me. You know, mm-hmm. it's like we are conf- to be conformed to the image of His Son. That gave me a lot of encouragement to do God's will in the moment. <laughs> you know, because it's like something to strive for to conform to the image of his son. I I think that kind of like reminds me of this idea of like you know we all want to be like we want we all want to better ourselves, right? Um and then we go off this idea that you know Jesus was a divine made flesh and then another bring another part is we we are made in the image of God. And I think like this idea of like the idea of sin holding us back, I think, is the is the mortal aspect of it, right? But that doesn't mean that we can't achieve to be like the best version of ourselves, right? The the version of ourselves that God knows, loves, and ca- you know, cast or or created. And I think right. it's like it's kind of like what you said. It's reassuring to know that even though we're weighed down by sin and like bad decisions, we have the capability to be the person that God wants us to be, right? Like that that perfect person that we that we can be. That we, you know, we may never reach on earth because of mortal restraints, but that doesn't mean we can't pursue it, right? That person that we 
will be once we go to heaven. Kind of like what we were talking about, I think, last week or the week before is the idea of being perfected to go to heaven. And I, I think like that's what you're saying. It's like we can pursue that perfection on earth so that when we do go to heaven, we're ready for it. Right. Yeah, I think a, a real easy like physical example of this is like back to the gym. If you're weight training, you, pretty much almost, you know, 99.8% of guys can look at Arnold Schwarzenegger and be like, that's a physique I can aspire to. Like that's a, an amazing physique, right? And I'm never going to get that good looking because I don't have the genetics for it. I don't have the drive for it, but I can try my hardest to get as close to that as I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same kind of thing with, with following in Jesus's footsteps where it's on every level, spiritual, mental, physical, where we're trying to better ourselves to become closer to God. Right. And like you said, we're made in God's image. So the thing that holds us, make, takes us further from God's image is our own weaknesses, whether it's physical, mental, or spiritual. And if we are trying to improve ourselves in any or all of those three facets, we're getting ourselves closer to the image of God. And that's a huge motivator for me um, what, when, whatever I'm doing, if I'm reading, if I'm training, lifting weights, if I'm running, whatever, it's everything we do to improve ourselves brings us one step closer to conforming to the image of God. Mm. And that just was this reading, although short, felt very pithy on this. Just that mm. one sentence is just like puts it in a perspective that really clicks with my mind. Mm. And I think this really connects with your idea of the uh, light of the world, right? If we can become closer to the image of God that we can be, then wouldn't we not be bringing light to the world? And I think, like, you, I think we probably both had these experiences, but when you run into someone like that, like whose faith is so genuine and so like present, you can't help but be like, I want that, right? And then, but, but but I think what's stopping us from getting that, I think, is is then the next challenge, right? Like, what's stopping you from living your fight, living your faith authentically? And I think for me, a lot of it's like is hesitation. But I think like these conversations that we have every week help me, I think, get closer to that, right? And um, yeah. so for that, I'm really thankful. But it's definitely that I have to work on, right? Is just living an authentic faith. Yeah, no, and it's the same for me, definitely. It just really going, just even the little scratch on the surface of deeper reading that we're doing into the readings um, has made such a huge difference over the past couple months in my mentality towards work and training and life in general. Um, it's just always, you know, when things come up that challenge me, that frustrate me, I feel like there's always something in the back of my head I can look to like, oh, yeah, well, I was talking to Xavier the other day. I should have a better attitude about this, you know, because of this, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's like, yeah. that's just like, it's like all the time now. It's just hitting me with more and more things that we've touched on. Um, and yeah, I think that's huge. And I, I think it's really quite a blessing to have the 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 Bible and the readings that we have. Um, 
but yeah, I would definitely, you know, encourage anyone to not just read it, but talk to someone about it, even if it seems like not worthwhile, you know, <laughs> you know, it, it makes a difference. It, it really does. And I think um, that just take, taking the time to do it and, uh, and with someone that you can have a conversation with, because I think it's about having those conversations because, you know, you mentioned it earlier. It's not about the individual going to Christ. It's about the community as a whole, right? And what better way to build a community to talk with others about your faith or to share your ideas about what your faith should look like or could be. Right. I mean, and the basis of any community is just a one-on-one relationship, right? Mm. You have to have one-on-one relationships to have a community. So, or even, you know, you got two friends or three friends, however many. Um, but that is where you, the, the core of building community. You want to move on to the gospel? Yeah, no, that sounds good. What did you think? I think the gospel was, it, it was, once again, a nice reminder that, um, each of us have a different path, right? That we need to take. Um, and I think like it, it seems like these different analogies he's making about, you know, the kingdom of heaven is talking about the different ways people will find it. You know, other people find it through service. Other people find it through hard work. And I think it's, it's nice. And it's a nice reminder to know that we all have our own paths and that God is trying to lead us on those paths. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and the thing that's key to every single one of these paths is that all of these people give up everything to chase God and chase mm-hmm. heaven. And that is something that takes a lot of bravery, <laughs> like we were talking about with Noah. And um, it's, it's just another good example of what, what we can should do what we could be doing you know um and really it's that ability to drop your own aspirations your own personal goals for the greatness of god Mm -hmm. you know and that takes that level of faith where you know that pursuing god is the greatest aspiration you could ever have. And when you think about it like that, it's easy to give up other stuff because this is the greatest aspiration. Why would I not try for this? Mm -hmm. Um, But it's hard to have that level of faith, right? (laughs) I I think it's also like, when you you think about it, the vibe I get from this reading is that like, no matter how big that sacrifice you're making seems, the reward you're getting is so much more vast than what you gave away. Like, right. um, you can give up all your riches and stuff, and faith that you can find is seemingly bottomless, right? Because I think that's what's another wonderful part about your faith journey is once you, even though you think you have gotten to a point, God is endless, right? So why should your faith be endless? And I, I think that the idea that there's more to your faith that you can ever find in one lifetime is actually kind of a satisfying or 
uh, reassuring idea, right? Because you always have something to chase for, and it's endless. Right, right. And that goes back to uh, the second reading from a few weeks ago. I just found it uh, from the 15th Sunday in Ordinary Time, July 12th. The second reading, Brothers and Sisters, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are as nothing compared with the glory to be revealed for us. And that just, what you were just saying reminded me directly of that. You know, no matter how hard it is to chase that aspiration of God and of heaven here in the world, it's never going to be even a speck of dust compared to how great heaven is going to be when we get there. Mm -hmm. So it's worth your all. But, you know, saying that is one thing. And then having the faith <laughs> to actually enact that is another thing. And it takes, like you said, a lot of bravery where, you know, there's a lot of pressures to not and just live your life. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult to give all of that up. I think for sure. Like, I, reflecting on it, it's just like, and I think it's kind of, it's kind of like what you said about weight training before. It's small steps, right? We we build on it, we build on it, we build on it, and then maybe eventually, if we're lucky and extremely blessed, we get to that point where you know God gives us that directive and we give it our all. And it's it's not you know a small step, but it's a it's a clear you know calling. Right. Yeah. And yeah, that is very similar to weight training in that you know you build by very slow increments in the gym and one day you know you gotta pick up move a rock off of somebody that fell onto them or you know whatever it is mm-hmm. and if you don't spend all of that previous time making those very small incremental advances you're never going to be able to pick that rock up so it's all about those you know every moment living it for God, making yourself ready for when you have that moment. Mm-hmm. And I think in a way that's exciting, right? Yeah, like, definitely to me. Like what, 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 when you said before, it's like you live your life intentfully, you give it 100%, and then when that random thing comes out of nowhere, you, you're just ready for it. You go for it. Yeah, and I think you know, I think that's something that a lot of people talk about in a lot of different just, you know, life success talks where they talk about, you know, when that moment comes, your break comes, being brave enough to just take it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think, you know, the point most of them are missing is that that focus on God. You know, because it's always very material breaks that come that they're talking about. Because they're talking about mostly like business success, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but if I think it's we can apply it to God as well. You know, preparing ourselves to be ready so that when that big break comes, we're ready to step in there, fill those shoes, and take over that role of leadership to be God's light in the world. Mm-hmm. or whatever it is God is calling us to do. Um, and 
yeah, like we were talking about, there's no greater aspiration than to follow God, right? Conform to the image of his son. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, what you're saying is, I think, like 100% right. I think those breaks that come, like that, that what's missing is God, right? When, when they're talking about that, because like businesses aren't obligated to give other people good deals or good business breaks, right? Like there's nothing that I've ever heard in society about stocks being like, oh yeah, how about we uh, give this person a chance here and we'll, we'll give them a break, right? Like that doesn't, people don't do that, but God can. And I think that you're right to remove God from situations like that is to like give, is, is like giving someone half of a puzzle and being like, hey, solve this. Right, right. And it's also just important to remember that those situations are blessings from God. Mm -hmm. And all of the little things that you were able to do before that point that got you ready were blessings from God. You know, and, and all those frustrations, those things that really irked you, but you worked through and you figured them out beforehand those were preparing you for that moment. Those frustrations were blessings from God. All of these things that are in your life, they're blessings. And it just, when, when you think about it in that perspective, it's so easy to, you know, go through your day with a happy attitude. <laughs> it can seem silly, but it's like if you, when you're thinking about everything as, you know, this is going to improve me. This is, something i should be thankful for it's everything is is fun not fun but it's it's fun because you know you're going to be better because of it yeah and you can always look forward in excitement to see what god places in front of you next yeah in the second reading from this week it says we know that all things work for good for those who love god who are called according to his purpose. So if we are loving God and we are called for God's purpose in the world, if we're working to get closer to God, all things work for good for us. Mm -hmm. Everything that we interact with is going to build us make us stronger, make us better at being a light to the nation. Um, and that, I think, is just something we should be outrageously thankful for. I, I definitely agree. Is there kind of anything else that the gospel is pulling from? Or I think we can head into the communion antiphon. Sounds good. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and never forget all his benefits. Would you like to close us out with a prayer? Yeah. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father, for gathering us here today, um, whether it be in person or over a long distance on the internet. Um, we are thankful for this opportunity to look at your word, to learn from it, to grow from it. And I think most of all, to just be present, to give it um, time in our really busy lives and our busy days. Today, uh, I'd like to pray for 
all of those that are seeking or waiting for the next call from God, that they have the patience and the openness to accept um, the obstacles or the blessings, whatever they may be, as they move further along their journey. I would like to pray for all of us to have the fortitude to meet our small frustrations and small challenges in our day-to-day lives head on and take them with a mentality of improving ourselves. The prayers that we have spoken out loud and those we keep in our hearts, we lift them up to you, Lord. Uh, Today's prayer um, I like to end with is, Oh God, we thank you for this earth, our home, for the wide sky and the blessed sun, for the salt sea running water, for the everlasting hills and the never resting winds, for trees and the common grass underfoot. We thank you for our senses by which we hear the songs of birds and see the splendor of the summer fields and taste of the autumn fruits and rejoice in the feel of the snow and smell the breath of the spring. Grant us a heart wide open to all this beauty and save our souls from being so blind that we may pass unseeing. Even the common thorn bush is aflame with your glory. O God, our creator, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.